you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, January 19th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, a quarterback, a 14-year NFL veteran, who put together one of the great careers in high school and college football history and yet went undrafted by an NFL that didn't know they needed him until they did. <laughs> this is a man whose astrological chart says that he is a true romantic who seeks closeness and cannot be complete without his soulmate, that while he may seem to be a materialist, this is true, that while he may seem to be a materialist, he actually has a deep philosophical bent and finds opportunities to express such depth in his humanitarian activities. I'm going to assume that his YouTube channel, Breaking Down NFL Quarterback Play, doesn't quite rise to the humanitarian activity standard, but it sure makes me a smarter fan, and for it, I am forever grateful to Chase Daniel. Welcome back, my friend. Welcome back. See you're at home right now. You're not in the studio with us. Miss you. Love you. But... You'll be back next week. And yeah, appreciate the uh, intro. I like it. I appreciate that, man. Miss you. Love you, too. Thank you so much for making time for us today. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And today's show is your viewer's guide to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Eight teams, four games, one goal, advance. Now, in a moment, we will announce the game picks and score predictions from Chase Daniel and TA broadcast host Mike Yam. And stay tuned after the game picks today for a special podcast extra with a young man whose experience as a high schooler headed to play big time college football is both increasingly familiar and incredibly unique. His name is Jordan Lockhart, and his story is one you have to hear. That's coming up. But first, Chase Daniel, in your 14-year NFL career. Listener, do you have any idea how freaking hard it must be to last four years in the NFL, much less 14? I digress. Chase, in your 14 NFL seasons, you have missed out on the playoffs. Some seasons, it was never even close. But you also know what it's like to make the playoffs, to crash out early, to crash out unlucky, to crash out spectacularly, and to crash the party and win it all. 
Right now in the NFL, the Ravens and Texans, Chiefs and Bills, the Niners and Lions, Packers and Bucks know something we don't. And Chase, so do you. You know how different weeks like this are for a player, for his spirit, for his nerves, for his preparation, his career, his family, and of course, his team. Can you help us understand how significant playoff games really are for an NFL player? Yeah, I mean, look, when you just get into the playoffs, like like that's the biggest thing you want to do is like you want to be able to give yourself a chance to get into the tournament. That's what coaches call it because it is a tournament. It doesn't matter what you did in the regular season. I don't care the stats, all this stuff that, you know, our research department here does a really good job on. And I liken to throw all the stats out the window because playoffs are mainly about matchups. What matchups do I have versus certain team the Texans going into Baltimore every single detail of that matchup matters how our linebackers match up versus tight ends how the equipment staff for Baltimore handles the weather better than the equipment staff for the Houston Texans the nutritionist who's the better one who are feeding their like it it truly is like that it is a laser like focus even more so obviously than the regular season. And then as you continue to go down the line and you progress further and you're one of eight teams now, it'll be four teams next week in two championships games, one trip to destiny on the line. Like to me, this this is the absolute best weekend of the year because there's only four games we got to focus on and you don't overanalyze it and you just go and really dive deep into the matchups. And there's a nervous energy for sure within the building. I think everyone understands that. But if you can harness this nervous energy into something really, really good that can make you great, that can make you have a chance at a trip to destiny and just being remembered like that to me, all that is in the back of players' minds 100%. Chase, thank you so much for that. He He's drawing our attention to matchups because that's what will matter in these four games, matchups, and those details which make us think about coaching, certainly, but also the player, how he prepares, how he is either ready for this moment or not. We will see the truth of it come Saturday and come Sunday. And with that as prologue, let's get to these games. Two on Sunday, we'll get to those in a moment, and two on Saturday, and we will start there with this. And that's it! Domination to the divisional round. The Houston Texans take apart Cleveland 45-14. As the sensational season continues, the greatest playoff performance in Texans history just took place before our eyes. And now it's on to the next round. And you can hear the celebration beginning here in Baltimore. It'll be a fun fireworks night as the Ravens ring in the new year as the top seed of the AFC by week and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. All right, Chase Daniel, let's talk Texans Ravens Saturday, 430 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes. Now Baltimore Ravens, the home team favored by nine and a half. The total for the game is 43 and a half. The top seed wakes up from a bye week slumber to face a rampant, energetic, and fearless Texans team that may simply not know what they don't know. And many are billing that reality as a good thing. And it may be, 
But Chase Daniel, you have a simple equation that could ultimately teach C.J. Stroud a few things he never wanted to know. And the first number in that equation is four. Please explain. Yeah, um, look, I think the biggest thing to me for this game specifically, if you're just going into the details, there's a lot of different matchups that matter. The number one thing for me going to this game is C.J. Stroud. And if the Baltimore Ravens can get pressure on C.J. Stroud. And I don't mean just make a move in the pocket. I mean actual sacks taken to the ground. We talk all the time about pressure rate, pressure percentage. The Baltimore Ravens are like at the third highest mark in the entire league at pressure percentage, okay? And they blitz the fifth least. So they're getting pressure with just the front four guys. My thing though is when you hit C.J. Stroud and you sack C.J. Stroud, okay? He is nine and two when he is not sacked four times. He's one and four. When the magic number of four becomes available, he's sacked one and four when he's sacked four plus times. That is the magic number for the Ravens. And it's not like the Ravens have to do all of this unique, interesting pressures. Just rush your four, rush your three, some line stunts, some line games. Mike McDonald's really good at doing that. And I think with CJ on the other end of that, you got to know that they're going to pressure and I do think that what Bobby Slowick and what CJ Stroud and Shane Day and all those gurus on offense down there in Houston, what they've been really good at is max pro, block them up, play action shots, throw the ball down the field. It is not a check down guy at all. He loves pushing the ball down the field when it's not there. He's able to make some stuff uh, move within the pocket. But I think that is going to come down to... I mean, that, that's the number one. There's multiple different facets, but the sack, the, the magic number is four, in my opinion. Chase Daniel directed our attention to matchups in his opening statement on this show. And the matchup that I think we can translate that will matter the most to him in this game between the Texans and the Ravens is that Ravens D-line against this Texans O-line. Who will win that battle? The winner of that battle may go a long way to determining the outcome of this game. Chase, you also mentioned equipment managers in your opening statement. And I think it particularly applies, potentially applies to this game. Let's talk weather. For a team that plays in a dome like the Texans. Weather may be a source of discomfort. We're expecting temps in the 20s in Baltimore. Snow and or ice is a very distinct possibility. And NFL players hate to admit it till after they retire. Well, Chase Daniel, you are retired and you are willing to admit it, I think, that the forecast freaking matters. I think weather truly matters in a matchup like this. And, and when you look at it, you look at dome teams, right? And Houston Texans are a dome team. They play at least half plus more because they're going to Indy. Uh, they're going to Jacksonville. Good, like warm weather games. Uh, and it's a lot easier in general for rookie quarterbacks to play at home where they're familiar with. They haven't been to some of these stadiums. Now, I get it. He's been week one. He went for his first start, which, by the way, I mean, he's a completely different quarterback right now. So throw that out the window. But when you talk about snow and you talk about weather, I remember my time with the Saints in 2009 to 2012. Man, we are always such a different team on the road because we were a dome team. We were always practicing inside. I didn't care the weather. Like Sean, Sean Payton didn't want to go outside. He's like, nah, it's too, like, whatever, we'll be fine. And it really showed there's multiple different games on the road. Like no, no more important than the 06. Like I wasn't there, but I remember the 06 NFC Championship game, like up in Chicago, freezing cold weather. They lay an egg, right? And that's the game Erlacher like played his ass off. All these things matter. 
And and so when you have a dome team, which is used to playing 72 and sunny, bright lights indoors, and you go on the road, it looks like it's going to be snowing. Like the stats from CJ Stroud say it all. At home, he's seven and two. On the road, he's three and four. At home, they're averaging almost 27 points per game. On the road, 19. So they're eight point difference on the road. And that's just to be with, hey, it affects not only the quarterback's grip and all that, but the whole interaction within the offense, how you run the offense, how you how you go upon getting in and out of the huddle. Are you faster? You just you seem to move a little bit slower. Receivers can't get out of the brakes as fast. The timing's off. All this stuff is something that like, hey, people are like, well, weather, do, weather matters in this matchup, especially this game with Lamar on the other side, having played with it and dealt with it because they're a cold weather outside team. Okay, he's used to that. It's going to be interesting to see and keep an eye on how CJ Stroud does in this weather. Okay, that's the story according to Chase Daniel for this game. Let's talk a few stats, offensive stats. The Ravens have the fourth-ranked scoring offense in the NFL. They have put 106 more points on the board this season than the Texans. That's a touchdown a game. Ravens boast the league's best rushing attack, but the Texans have the league's sixth-ranked rushing defense. The Texans also gave up the fewest number of passing touchdowns in the entire league this season. Texans can claim the league's seventh-ranked passing attack, which pairs very nicely when you throw the second-fewest picks in the NFL this season. Special teams may matter. Ravens are third in the NFL in yards per punt return. Texans are best in the NFL in yards per kickoff return. Let's talk defensive stats. Ravens, the number one scoring defense, giving up just over 16 points a game. Texans gave up just under 21 points a game, but that five-point difference, it's got to matter. Ravens also have the highest number of sacks and takeaways, best in the league at both. Side note, let's talk award winners because there are a couple of award winners that will be out there on that field. Lamar, he's going to win MVP, and C.J. Stroud is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. D'Amico Ryans, well, he's got a shot at Coach of the Year, while John Harbaugh may actually be the Coach of the Year every year. Last side note, 30-year-old Jadevian Clowney on his fifth NFL team faces the team that drafted him first overall back in 2014. Okay, Chase Daniel, last word on this first game. Please finish the following sentence. I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans-Ravens game ends. With a Texans win. I mean, truly, I, I think that you go back and you look at the career of Lamar Jackson and you look at his record as a starter outside of the playoffs, and it's excellent, especially against top five defenses. It's insane. And then you go to the playoffs, and he's one and three. Okay, hasn't had success. Last time they were the one seed, I believe it was 2019. They lost at home to the Titans that game. So there is something to be said about learning from that experience back in 19 when he won the MVP and when they were the one seed and what they went through. He was a young quarterback. However, I do think that he is a much better, much more well-rounded quarterback this year. And there's always that thought. Look, both one seeds, when I'm talking about it on air tonight, are going to get it. The thought of rust. When you haven't played your starters in 21 days and three weeks, stuff matters. It matters. It matters about your routine. Can you get into a good routine that is the closest thing to playing a game? Can you still get your throws in your work in without getting hit? I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. 
Coming up, Chase and Mikey Ams, game picks and score predictions for this and every game in the divisional round, the next of which is this. And that'll do it, and the Packers will be on to the divisional round of the playoffs. The youngest team in the NFL, the little team that could, came into Big D and take out the Cowboys, 48-32, and move on to the divisional round of the NFC playoffs. What a story. Jordan Love, what a day. The Niners go 13-4 this year, Tim. They're going to be the number one seed because they're coming home. Okay, Chase Daniel, let's talk Packers-Niners. The Niners, a home favorite by 9.5. The total for the game is 50.5. This is the Saturday evening game, 8-15 Eastern on Fox and Fox Deportes. Now, another 9.5-point top seed favorite. Niners are a different team without one or more of the following guys, McCaffrey, Debo, and Trent Williams. Those guys, three of a league-leading nine pro bowlers this campaign for the San Francisco 49ers, but certainly an extra week to rest those guys and others undoubtedly appreciate it. Now, Packers didn't rest, but they did rout. They routed the Cowboys, put 48 on the board in Dallas in a game that was never in doubt. Jordan Love, 23 touchdowns, one pick since week 11. Aaron Jones, four straight games with at least 110 yards. No one else in the NFL had more than three straight games of 100 or more yards. And perhaps that explains why Chase Daniel believes this game will be closer than many of us expect. Please, Chase, explain. Well, I already said it about Baltimore. I do think San Fran's going to have some rust. I don't care what you say. And I think if the Packers can get out to an early lead, I, I don't know if they're going to hold it, but I do think that they're going to gain a lot of confidence within players and scheme. And that goes down to Matt LaFleur. And, and I saw this stat today, and, and I'd be remiss not to say it. Okay, the first 39 games of Matt LaFleur's career, he had deferred the ball on the opening kick. Okay, he, he had chosen to defer, okay? The last, since week 11, okay, he's taken the ball four separate times, including last week in Dallas. He is being aggressive. It, it is it is talked about. The offensive coordinator for the Packers, there's multiple players say, hey, it sets the tone. It's a tone setter for us. We believe, if our head coach believes in us, we believe in ourselves, and we go down. One of the offensive tackles, I don't know the name, but I do. I did read the quote. He said this week, yesterday, he said, you know what, when we, when we took the ball in Dallas, and we drove, I think it was a 12 to 13 play opening drive, 76 yards, 75 yards, whatever. You could just feel the air come out of the stadium. Man, is that not a telling quote? Like you're in Dallas and it's the first drive of the game in Dallas's stadium, the air's out. Now, the 49ers are a different animal. I've played there in 2011, the Saints 49ers divisional round matchup. They had rap superstars, like it's a concert out there. It was blaring loud it was crazy it was nuts a back and forth game we end on an alex smith touchdown to a tight end that alex smith ran around the, i mean all these crazy things happened there and i just remember i'm getting goosebumps about it because i remember that picture vividly now jordan love he's not battle tested in the playoffs i'm sorry one playoff win in a doubt it comes at a dallas stadium whose air is coming out at his first drive what the 49ers are they are really freaking good in the divisional round, and they are really freaking good at home. So he's going to have his hands full. However, I do think if they can get out to a good start, right, if they can get out to a fast start, just gain a little bit of confidence. Make sure you run the ball. I do think that the Packers can keep it close. Ultimately, 
I do think that the 49ers on offense versus that Joe Barry defense, even though they played well last week against Dallas, okay, that was an aberration. They have not been good at all this year whatsoever. I, I think that the Brock Purdy-led 49ers might run away with it late. Okay, Chase Daniel, there's the story. Let's talk stats. The Niners have the third-ranked scoring defense and the third-ranked scoring offense. That's called balance. That's called frightening. This Niners team puts up 29 points a game and allows only 17 and a half. The Niners also boast the third-ranked rushing attack in the NFL. And the Packers, that doesn't look good to them because they have the 28th-ranked rushing defense. As you heard me say before, Jordan Love has 23 total touchdowns and only one pick since week 11. That is best in the NFL, that ratio by far. Brock Purdy, in his career, he's 17-4. and four. He completes 69% of his passes. He has 44 touchdowns against only 11 picks. Four of those picks came in one game. That was that week 17 disaster this season against the Ravens. He only threw picks in six games this season. Four of them were losses. Translation, a clean game is a winning game for this quarterback and, yeah, most NFL quarterbacks. Chase Daniel, last word on this game. Please finish the following sentence. You may have just finished it already, but let's hear your answer. I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers-Niners game ends. With Brock Purdy throwing for over 350 yards and three touchdowns. I think he's going to have an excellent game. I think that he is sick and tired of the disrespect that he's been getting. And we haven't talked about him in three weeks. The internet was ablaze the whole season. Is he a system quarterback? Is he a good quarterback? Is he not? You know what? Is he an MVP candidate? Yes. Yeah. You know what? It doesn't matter, right? He is, this is his time. And and I saw a couple of sound bites with him and Steve Young. If you haven't watched it, I think it's excellent. Just to peek into the mind of two really, really good quarterbacks. Brock Brady's like, I don't have to be Lamar Jackson. I don't have to be that. I am myself. He's confident in who he is in his second year. That's exciting to me. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. 
You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Chase Daniel, who will drop off his game picks and score predictions for each of the divisional rounds, four games in a moment. But first, let's preview the two Sunday games starting with this. Todd Bowles and his Buccaneers are heading to Detroit for the divisional round. Final score, 32-9. to Tampa Bay avenges an early season loss for the defending NFC champions. For the second time since 1957, for the first time since January 5th, 1992, these Detroit Lions are going to win a playoff game. Detroit, stand up. You've waited for this. One proud nation, stand up. You've waited for this. All right, Chase Daniel, let's talk Bucks and Lions. The Detroit Lions, the home favorite by six and a half. The total for the game, 48 and a half. This game is Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Now, two quarterbacks, first overall picks, no less, who were branded overrated and then discarded from the teams that drafted them. Well, now they're having the last laugh, or at least the most recent laugh, one game from a championship game. And when you look at the game film, Chase, you see quarterbacks who are better than advertised, especially in the case of Jared Goff. Yeah, Goff is having an insane year. Look, look, he started the year off really well. There was a little bit of a slump where they went through, which is pretty normal. And then the last four or five games, I look at the Denver game where he threw for four touchdowns, maybe five touchdowns, excuse me, uh, as sort of the catalyst of like, okay, this is what we are. We're back onto it. And look, I hate to 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 be so like cut and dry, but they're playing at home, okay? And Jared Goff at home is just pure film like he's a different animal when stuff is perfect for him when there's blocking when he's home when there's a weather that is non-existent he's a top 10 quarterback this year top eight maybe and and i think that is important to know going into this matchup because he is at home he is in the dome he is a a master of that offense now todd Bowles will have something to say about that with that defense there they, they, they're pressuring at almost 50% rate. I mean, all sorts of crazy different pressures that maybe Goff hasn't seen. So they're going to pressure him. They're going to get home on him. He's got to make sure he knows where that hot route is early in the game to make sure they don't have success early hitting him uh, out of the backfield or whatever it may be. I think the Lions, too, are going to uh, run the ball pretty well in this matchup. Uh, that's, that's how in games that I've been in in past where these junk ball defensive coordinators that pressure you a lot, the best thing for that just run the ball right at them, right down their throat. And I think that's what Jamar Gibbs and David Montgomery can do. And you look at both of these teams. We are we we are talking about the divisional game with the Bucks and the wait, what? One of these teams is going to the championship? Correct. You've got to be kidding me. Amazing year for both teams. I don't care what you say. It's an outstanding accomplishment if they can get to the NFC Championship game, whatever happens in this game. Chase, I can hear an argument made that the home team Lions are too desperate on behalf of this long-suffering Detroit fan base, and that they're too emotional on behalf of an emotional head coach, Dan Campbell. I have also heard the trap game argument this week, and I kind of reject most trap game arguments when they're made in the playoffs. playoffs. But Chase, the question is here, are the Lions 
vulnerable? And if so, how vulnerable? Yeah, I think the, the biggest vulnerability of the Lions this year has really come in the second half of the year, and it hasn't gotten better under D.C. Aaron Glenn. And the biggest thing for me is they are all last or second to last in the league at allowing explosive play rates. So they're giving up a ton of deep throws. Baker Mayfield, top five with 66 throws over 20 plus air yards. Are you kidding me? That is the vulnerability on this. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, some of these rookie receivers get involved. I've never even heard of before in the matchup versus Philly. So um, they're using play action at an extremely high rate. Their spacing uh, with route concepts is excellent. Dave Canales is doing an amazing job. He did it last year with Gino, and you saw what happened with Gino. He's doing it this year with Baker. Baker's having a career year by any metric of any number in the system. And can they keep it going? Can they get Rashad White going on the ground? Can Todd Bowles defense turn the ball over a little bit? I don't know. Yep, we'll see. But I do think that this isn't going to be some cakewalk for the Lions. Okay, story time for this game from Chase Daniel. Let's talk stats. What will Baker Mayfield be facing? Well, a gettable defense. The Lions have the sixth worst passing defense in terms of yards. Baker Mayfield will also be facing a formidable D-line, however, with a league-best pressure rate of 28.2% and a league-best hurry rate, best in the NFL, north of 11%. And, of course, that's led by Mr. Aiden Hutchinson. However... The Lions have a bottom 10 scoring defense. You can score on this Detroit team. Then again, the Bucs have a bottom 10 total defense. You can move the ball on this Tampa team. Now, what will Jared Goff be facing? Actually, honestly, sorry Tampa, but a mostly bark, no bite blitz rate of more than 40%. That's top three in the league. Top three in the league at a blitz rate of more than 40%. But their passing defense? is bottom four. But let's talk strength on strength because Tampa Bay's fifth ranked rushing defense now faces Detroit's fifth ranked rushing attack. Our guys have called the Lions running game a championship rushing attack. You heard Chase talk about it a second ago, led by Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. Let's also talk balance because no team had more rushing touchdowns than the Detroit Lions this season. And only three teams had more passing touchdowns. And let's talk flexibility because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the seventh ranked scoring defense in the NFL, but a 23rd ranked total defense. Translation, a lot of bend, very little break. Last note on this one from me anyway, are the two best wide receivers in the entire tournament in this game? That's Mike Evans and Amon Ra St. Brown. And yes, that question will likely piss off Stephon Diggs and maybe Debo too. But those two guys, along with Zay Flowers and Brandon Ayuk and Rasheed Rice, Nico Collins, I'm sorry, but I'll take the guys in this game and I'll send Debo and Diggs an apology. Okay, Chase Daniel, last word on this game. Please finish the following sentence. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks lions game ends with the Lions hosting the NFC Championship game. Oh, snap. What? Uh, I hope you heard that, San Francisco. You're not going to like it, but I hope you heard it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And that leaves one final divisional round game to chop up with Chase Daniel. One that if you could only watch one game all weekend, it would have to be this one, right? And the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this super wild card weekend game. A 12th playoff win for the Kansas City Chiefs since the 2018 season. 21 wins now for the Chiefs in the playoffs. But for Andy Reid, he has brought 13 of those 21 to Kansas City. The Chiefs get the victory over the Miami Dolphins and advance in the AFC playoff bracket. The Bills emerge victorious with a 31-17 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. They will advance to the divisional round where they will host the Kansas City Chiefs here on Sunday night. Well, for me, the answer is yes, Chase. It would have to be Chiefs and Bills. Sunday, 6.30 Eastern on CBS. The Buffalo Bills, a home favorite by two and a half. The total for the game is 45 and a half. Now, the story for the Chiefs is one that you described earlier today as execution over creativity. Yeah. Please explain. Yeah, I think it's execution over creativity, no doubt, Levy. And then when I say that, I, I mean, when you look at this team and you look at what they've done offensively, Really, the whole year long, I feel like at times they've gotten a little cute. And they've gotten a little bit of, hey, too much of this. Third and one, they ran a double reverse, got stopped last game. All this stuff. I get it. That's Andy Reid. And when it works, you're like, he's the best head coach of all time, which I still think he's the best head coach of all time because I played for him. However, <laughs> um, look, I was breaking down a play, and I'm going to do it this week for Cut to the Chase. Um, I, I watched every single snap of Mahomes really the entire year because I really enjoy – just watch them. I think that the game that the Chiefs offense and Patrick Mahomes played versus the Miami Dolphins was easily their best game of the year. Not just from execution, but from scheme-wise. So play design, they weren't getting too cute. And the touchdown to Rasheed Rice was a play that Andy Reid had in his playbook in 2013 when I was the played down there in KC. I actually started a game 
versus the Chargers in 2013 at Qualcomm ran the same play. You about gotta watch it if you wanna see the play because I won't break it down. And it's a perfect play. It's called shallow cross swing. All it is is a three by one version of a shallow cross coming from the single receiver, clearing everyone out. It's perfect versus quarters. You know what coverage they got versus Miami? Quarters. quarters. You know who got a bunch of the stuff and got a bunch of the, the noise in the middle of the field? Travis Kelsey. They triple teamed him. Okay. Rasheed Rice underneath Travis Kelsey. Easy walk in six. And I saw a bunch of these plays that he's sort of going back to the basics, the fundamentals, because that's what matters. It's not about plays. It's about players in the playoffs. Really like what they're doing offensively right now. Okay, so simplify is the mantra for Andy Reid and this Chiefs offense as you see it. Uh, it feels like uh, you're saying let's get a little bit more fundamental here. Execution, not creativity. That's the phrase that Chase Daniel would like the Chiefs, his former Chiefs team, to listen to and feel as they head into this game. But I should think that if you are simplifying as a Kansas City Chiefs offense, then you are going to, maybe not on the play that you just diagrammed for us, but you are going to try to find 87 as much as possible. Kelsey becomes a big part of a team that is trying to get back to the basics. I mean, 100%. And I, th I think I think with me, it comes down to target allocation, Levy. What does that mean? Target? That seems like a very weird... No, okay, it's very simple. Rasheed Rice, 12 targets last week. Travis Kelsey, 10. 22 total targets. The next seven guys who caught passes had 12. Okay, Isaiah Pacheco, 24 carries. Those are the big three. They have to get the most carries. I think maybe even early in the year, maybe even later in the year, or I know Andy Reid was trying to get too many people involved. That's a Patrick Mahomes offense. He literally just runs the play and throws it to where the play is going to go, like supposed to go. So he doesn't care if it's Kadarius Tony. He doesn't care if it's Sky Moore, who's still out this game, not coming back from IR. All these, but I think in this game, in the playoff game, last week's playoff game, you have to get those big three, 35 to 40 touches between them all. Maybe more if you're counting in the carries. And so if you do that, I think I would say 40 would be my magic number from carries, touches between Rice and Kelsey. If they get 40, I think it's going to be a really good day for them. Rice and Kelsey and, of course, Isaiah Pacheco. Now let's talk Bills. The macro historical view story for the Bills is one of changing narratives, slaying old dragons and old doubts in order to make the dreams of this franchise finally come true. And this game would be a significant chapter in that story. But let's get micro. Chase, what is the story in this game for the home team, Buffalo Bills? It's always going to start and end with Josh Allen. There's no one, there's nothing else about it. Look, the defense has played well all year long. They're top six in almost every single category. They've been that way with Sean McDermott. It's going to come down to Josh Allen and turnovers. Is he going to turn the ball over or is he not going to turn the ball over? He didn't turn the ball over last week. They rolled. Okay. That's the biggest thing for me. Can you protect the ball against the ball hawking Kansas City Chiefs defense, which is really good up front, getting some pressure? I, I think that's the big thing to me. Can you hold up in the middle of the field? Versus Patrick Mahomes and co. with the depleted linebacker core. That's another mini storyline to watch. But if Josh Allen is Josh Allen and Joe Brady lets Cook eat and carry the football at a rate he's been carrying, then I think there's a good chance they, they, could, they could pull it off. Chase Daniels' analysis could not be more spot on. When Josh Allen does not turn the ball over in his career as a Buffalo Bills quarterback, they don't lose they have never lost they are 17 and 0 when josh allen does not 
turn the ball over. Last question. Please tell me this will be as good a game on the field as it looks on paper. It will. It <laughs> Actually, will. you know what? You know what? Here's the real question there. Um, only the Chiefs have title winning muscle memory. Both teams have momentum right now, but only KC has that muscle memory of really winning these games when they matter most. How much does that actually matter? Experience matters. I've heard a lot of former players and people say it doesn't. They're lying to you. I'm sorry. Like when you can show me that you've hosted and, and, and proven experience that you've hosted five straight AFC championship games in the playoffs, won two Super Bowls, went to a third, Lost it, heartache. Okay, like it matters, especially when you go and you take Patrick Mahomes' first true road playoff game. Okay, that experience matters. I don't care he's playing a road. I don't care where he's playing anywhere else. Look, Patrick Mahomes' record, and I think I'm one or two off. In his career, he's 38 and 11 at home. He's 37 and 11 away. It don't matter where he plays. He's still the GOAT. He's still the GOAT. And I think he shows up in a big way versus the Buffalo Bills. Okay, there's a little story. Here are a few stats. The Chiefs defense, top five or six in everything. Think about that. This is a Chiefs team that we think of in terms of offensive execution and Patrick Mahomes' magic and Travis Kelsey's dependability and Andy Reid's brilliance. And yet, the Chiefs defense, top five or six in everything. They're top five in yards, touchdowns pressure rate pressure rate second highest in the league these guys are getting home at a rate of 28 percent of the time they have the fourth highest number of quarterback knockdowns they're second in sacks keep in mind the bills are fourth the chiefs have the second ranked scoring defense in the nfl giving up just north of 17 points a game but the bills are fourth giving up only 18 points a game. Bills had the second highest number of takeaways, 30 on the season, while the Chiefs had the sixth fewest. Only won a game, 17 in the entire campaign. A word on cleanliness, the Chiefs had the second fewest number of penalties this season and the second lowest percentage of opponents' drives that ended with a score. Only 28.5% of the time, their opponents drove down the field and put points on the board. As for Mahomes versus Allen, well, the Bills only gave up 18 passing touchdowns. That's second best in the NFL. The Chiefs, they only gave up 19. Let's talk offense. Bills scored 80 more points this season than the Chiefs. That's almost five points a game. You don't think that matters? Consider this. The line is two and a half. The Buffalo Bills have the eighth-ranked passing attack. Kansas City, in a down year for Mahomes, statistically, you know, with receivers who can't catch and a tight end that can't focus, they're sixth in the league in passing, not a misprint. 29 passing touchdowns for Allen, seventh in the NFL. 28 passing touchdowns for Mahomes, eighth in the NFL. So maybe we should officially stop overstating how much this Chiefs offense is, you know, disappointing this season, except it is. Mahomes had 17 picks. That's seventh worst in the league. And Josh Allen, fifth worst in the league. He had 18 picks for the season. Let's talk running game. Bills back James Cook is a pro bowler and something of a revelation. He's long and lean and sneaky powerful. Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco is a runner with pop and passion and that run through walls kind of commitment. And don't forget, Josh Allen had no fewer than 16 rushing touchdowns himself, including that one last week. His 15 regular season rushing touchdowns rank second in the NFL behind only pro bowl running back Raheem Mostert. 
Hey, by the way, you know who also had 15 rushing touchdowns this season? Jalen Hurts. Quarterbacks are truly amazing right now, are they not? Allen is a potent, powerful runner capable of the extraordinary. Did you see last week? Blitz coming. Allen steps up in the pocket, going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40, to the 35, 30, breaks away. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Josh Allen. Yeah, give him a flex, Josh. You just schooled them with their back turned for a huge touchdown run of 47 yards. It's 53 yards. He was on his own side of the field. Faster than a speeding bullet. Holy cow. Then again, Mahomes is cagey and effective and occasionally brilliant. Mahomes in a clean pocket, pumping. Now he's going to try to scramble. He's got it free. 35-30, first down, 25. Gets a block, 20, 15. Mahomes scrambles all the way down to the Miami 10-yard line. A 28-yard scramble on fourth down and five. Shades of the scramble he had against the Titans in the AFC Championship game of the 2019 season. But then again, if scoring in the run game is what this game comes down to, KC better look out. Buffalo. 22 rushing touchdowns on the season. That was fifth best in the NFL. Kansas City, only nine rushing touchdowns. That was seventh worst in the NFL. As for wideouts, we all know Stephon Diggs is a one. Rasheed Rice is auditioning to be one. Kelsey is number two behind only Jerry Rice in just about every postseason stat or record. Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox, the best tight end tandem I've seen in a long time. And don't forget, the Bills won 2017 in this fixture back in week 14. Allen and Mahomes combined for 85 passing attempts, each threw a touchdown, each threw a pick. So I'm not sure there's much to learn there except to say that this weekend will end with what could be the best act of drama in the whole damn play. Okay, Chase Daniel, that was the last question, but you get the last word on this last game. Please finish the following sentence. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs-Bills game ends. With the Chiefs winning and hosting their sixth consecutive AFC Championship game. Bam! I want to thank today's special guest, Chase Daniel, and advise you, the listener, to stay right there because after the break, Chase and Mike Yam will deliver their game picks and score predictions for each of the four divisional round games. It's your viewer's guide to the divisional round, and it will continue and finish right after the break on NFL Total Access, the podcast. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy at your service, and this is our viewer's guide to the divisional round, the elite eight of the NFL. And now it's time for predictions of winner and score by Chase Daniel and Mike Yam. Starting with Texans Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, the home favorite by nine and a half. The total for the game is 43 and a half. As you heard us mention earlier, temperatures could be in the 20s, expected to be in the 20s, and there may be snow and or ice coming from the sky. Does it matter? It probably does. Both Chase Daniel and Mike Yam agree that the Ravens will win it. But check out these scores, listener. Chase Daniel says it's a four-point game in the end. Ravens take it 28-24. Mike Yam says it's a touchdown in the end. Ravens take it 31-24. 
Packers Niners. The San Francisco 49ers, a nine and a half point favorite at home. The total for the game is 48 and a half. Chase Daniel says the Niners win by 13. Final score, 49ers 34, Packers 21. Mike Yam says it's a touchdown for him in the end. Niners win it, but only by seven, 28-21. Bucks Lions. The Detroit Lions, a home favorite by six and a half. The total for the game is 50 and a half. The weather conditions for this game, yeah, it's a bit of a joke. You heard what happened earlier this week. It's 72 degrees. Why? Because it's, you know, inside in a dome and it matters. Chase Daniel and Mike Yam agree the Lions will take this one, but check out these scores. Chase Daniel says it's a nail biter. It's a one point game. Lions come away with the victory 28 27. Mike Yam says it's slightly more comfortable. He sees a Lions cover by half a point. His final score 27 20. Chiefs. Bills. The Buffalo Bills, a two and a half point favorite at home. The total for the game is 45 and a half. Weather update, well, it could be cold, it could be snowy, and Chase Daniel and Mike Yam both agree that the only thing you need to hear is the upset alert because Chase Daniel says the Chiefs take it by three. Final score, Chiefs 31, Bills 28. Mike Yam says it's tighter, but it's still a Chiefs win. Chiefs take it, final score 24. 23. Thank you to Chase Daniel. Thank you to Mike Yam for their game picks and score predictions. A reminder to you, the listener, this is merely a guide. Use it as such. If you do wager a buck or two on these games, do it wisely, do it soberly, and do it within your means. We interrupt this podcast for a TA podcast extra and a TA podcast exclusive for that matter. Our good friend Brian Baldinger interviewed this morning a young man whose experience entering the highest echelon of college football is a window to a part of our NFL world that we need to know and understand better now more than ever. It's the experience of a young man with NFL dreams who first needs to navigate the tricky waters of modern college football. Baldy, the mic is yours. Please make the introductions to a very special young man by the name of Jordan Lockhart. Well, that is the Haka dance. That is Hawaii. And that is where a lot of great players head into the college ranks are now practicing their Haka warrior dance. And one of those players on the stage is with me right now, Jordan Lockhart, the linebacker heading to Texas A&M. Jordan, thanks for joining us. Uh, give me a little shaka shaka here. Uh, tell me about your experience. I imagine it's your first time to Hawaii and what it's been like for you. Man, you know, it's been nothing but a blessing. You know, I've been dreaming of playing in this game for so long, so having an opportunity to represent not only myself, my family, and uh, my Polynesian people. It's been nothing but just, uh, you know, just carry with much gratitude and grace. So uh, just glad to uh, be in this position to just uh, put on and, you know, um, also along with football too, but just uh, have a chance to share the culture with kids that uh, across the country that they've never seen before. So we've been here for four days and, you know, uh, just uh, treating everybody like, you know, like one of our own. And uh, I think that's the true meaning of being Polynesian, just about love and respecting others. It's a great culture, Jordan. It really is. Uh, I'm out there in Hawaii a lot. I'm curious. You're one of the great players in this game. They got a lot of five-star recruits. I mean, some of the best players in the country 
are playing this game. What has been the competition like over the last four days? The competition has been intense. You know, um, everybody's just competing. And I'm always reminding, like, uh, everybody, like, hey, uh, I'm going to need your 1,000% because I'm trying to, you know, everyone's just out there just getting each other better. And uh, we know it's all love. But, you know, when we're on the field, we're just going to get after it and then uh, just uh, be the, the best versions of ourselves on that field. But it's been great, though. Yeah. Jordan, you're one of the most highly recruited linebackers in the country. Everybody wanted Jordan Lockhart, Alabama. You decided on Texas A&M. Was that a – when you made your decision, Jordan, was it a relief? Was it, it, was it intense? Was it difficult? Take us through a little bit of the process of what that recruiting is like. Well, the recruiting process wasn't easy. It's been the hardest three years of my life and everything like that. Just visiting schools like Alabama, Michigan, USC, Tennessee, uh, all these different universities across the country. You know, it's, it's a lot to see, uh, you know, what's going to be the best uh, spot that's going to be for you, specifically for the next three or four years. So for me, that uh, made my decision in this recruiting process to go to Texas A&M was really just uh, building um, an atmosphere uh, there. Um, you know, they say everything's there in Texas. So I'm just ready to come in there and make it bigger. I'm, uh, I'm bought into the culture, you know, everything what the 12-man have to stand for. And I'm just ready to go. But I'm really excited to, you know, bring my own demonic with me. You know, uh, my Polynesian uh, spirit over there and to share with others and build a winning program. Jordan, have you had the experience of being at Kyle Field when those stands are full? That stand goes all the way to the sky up there. I mean, it's one of the biggest venues in the country. Have you had a chance to experience what that's like and why the 12th man has always been so important to that university? Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. You know, we did the I just finished my last uh uh, last week in my orientation, we had a presentation. They were showing us how to how to do, uh, you know, go, going back and forth. So it, it was pretty cool because when I first went to Kyle Field and everything, uh, my first game was the Alabama uh, versus Texas A&M game at Kyle Field. And, the, I mean, it was rocking. The entire uh, stadium was shaking. It was going back and forth. So I was just, you know, imagine myself like this is going to be me in a few months just getting ready to, you know, represent the 12th man. Jordan, thanks. Thanks for spending some time. I know you got a big, important game tonight out there in Hawaii, the Polynesian Bowl. So happy you could spend a few minutes with us. We wish you the best of luck, health, and gratitude uh, to you and to your family. Enjoy the moment tonight, Jordan. It's big. And thanks for joining us here at the NFL Network. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. And I want to invite the listener to join us next week on Tuesday when we will take a look back at these four divisional round games and we will start to map a road for what Chase Daniel called destiny. Championship Sunday when the final four teams in the NFL tournament will be locked and loaded and ready to go. Who will they be? Let's find out Tuesday. Till then, enjoy these games. Take care of you. Take care of your crew. And ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.